0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to 7th Sea, uh, Guild Mateys Edition. Uh, hope you guys have enjoyed the campaign so far. Our three lovely sailors are currently lost out in the middle of the ocean. You guys are Whoop. excited for that?
2: Yes. Hell
1: yeah. Love that Bloody love the ocean. <laughs> Can't uh, get enough
0: has- of it. <laughs> it hasn't loved you guys so far. It uh, sent a kraken to take you out. You guys marked them, though. Uh, resting at the bottom of the sea. Um, And that is where we left off. So, without further ado, you three and, of course, the lovely Giuseppe are on the boat. The sky is still getting a little bit gray. The ocean is relatively smooth, and the Kraken carcass is is sinking uh, slowly deep into the depths. You can see its shadow drifting smaller and smaller until it's finally just... Black dot beneath the water, and it's visible no more. Uh, which amongst you has mortal or has uh, dramatic wounds? Um, I have one major
3: wound. I guess that's a dramatic wound. Yeah.
0: So uh, on your dramatic wound, it's, uh looks like you have a gash, and it's been infected. Don't forget, as long as you have that dramatic wound, though, you do get to add, uh, add an extra dice on your roll. You actually in seven C, you get better as you get more hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, Decepo is breathless and lying at the stern, uh his grasping on the rudder of your guys's small boat, uh trying to comprehend what just happened. He steadies himself and stands and says, "All right. Are we ready to get going now?"
3: Mhm. "No, I'd like to stay I'd like to stay longer in the Kraken infested waters if it's okay with
0: you."
2: I mean there's probably not like two krakens.
0: He's like I I mean you y'all all could have repaired the ship, you could have tried mm-hmm. to heal something, you could have scout you know the, fine, fine. <laughs> we going a motor. As if he knew what a motor was. Um <laughs> <laughs> If so, you want me
2: to try to prepare, repair the ship I can. I don't really know how to do that.
0: He, uh he goes, "I mean I I figured We did so well sailing here. I think it was one of you guys knew something about ships. Uh, No matter. Um, So you guys start, I assume, uh, putting the rigging up and getting ready ready to go back on the ocean. Let's see here. Let's uh, sailing check phase two. We're going to do our second and last sailing check to get back to the world of the living I want to see how you guys do. There's a storm brewing, and I want to see if you guys are able to uh, survive it. As the winds start coming and the rain starts pouring down, you guys start to um, sail in the direction of the horizon. So if we're ready for those sailing checks, we're going to be rolling resolve plus sailing. Um, It's a new session, so everybody gets the extra bonus die on sailing, of course. And Q, um, I believe you had an extra hero point earlier. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I have two now.
0: Awesome. And uh, remind me, it's because you... um, What was the second one from, for those of us at home? Uh,
2: That was when I turned the tide of violence with Charm and Flare. When um, the... When we were being hunted by the people on the island.
0: Excellent. Um, I have so
1: many dice to roll.
0: <laughs> yeah, our, uh, our Inish more. You know, they say about the Inish, um, the history of Inish of the Inish is not uh, to be spoken, but to be sung. So I don't know what that has to do with sailing, but it's poetic. All right. So, what did we get, everybody?
1: <laughs> what are the? What's the? Uh, the thing. Oh, the that's right. Consequences?
0: Um, we are going need to. Uh, Lord. Okay. We are going to have uh, 15 raises to get through it without a scratch. Um, For every raise you all get below it, uh, your boat is going to take one damage.
2: Okay. And I can spend a hero point to give myself an extra d10. Or uh, give other people extra D10s.
0: You can spend it on yourself to give yourself one D10, or on somebody else to give them three D10s. Don't forget, uh, roll perfect 10s are, are doubled. Or not doubled, but they explode, so you can roll them again. Okay.
2: Um, I will spend a hero point on uh, the
1: good sailor, Sinead. Hell yeah.
0: All right, add three, three D10s. more D10s.
1: <laughs> three more D10s? All right, cool. Um.
0: <laughs> Sinead's, like, climbing up the rigging, like, swinging on the ropes. Like, she is just killing it right now. And I'm
1: just like, you're doing great. <laughs> I got um, five raises total.
0: Nice. And uh, Q, do what did you get?
1: Uh Two raises.
0: All right, that's seven. Bring it, bring it home. Uh, <laughs> I hope, I hope you got a Giuseppo? ton of them. Justepo uh, rolls. To her? Yeah, yeah, he does. I, I already rolled for him, but he's going last to build up the suspense. Of course. Oh,
1: okay. Got it.
0: Uh, Arthur.
3: Uh, Arthur received two raises. My gosh. I I almost just responded in German. I have no idea why. <laughs> I had the grammar in my head lined up for how a German would respond to <laughs> that and almost said it and that would have been incredibly strange. No. Say Arthur it. Has, Say it. <laughs> Arthur had zwei Reises bekommen.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, That's also going uh, in I'll the book real.
0: I'm going to give you an extra raise for that, Arthur. <laughs> yay for your your multiple personality (laughs) disorder (laughs) i i I love the fact that the arthur is actually from eisen has no idea (laughs) he's actually from eisen
2: (laughs) no i totally get that though because i feel like your brain just reaches for not regular english or like what like not american english and so your brain is like ah yes i'm speaking differently speaking different is german (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, that, yeah I don't know that, that makes so much sense makes. now that you say that uh, it, it does make sense yeah Um. so anyway Giuseppo rolled a solid 2 uh, which puts you guys at 4 under you guys' small boat uh, Sinead is able to sail it beautifully through the, the torrents of rain and the waves are much taller than the mast of your boat but it's, it proves to be a little bit too much uh, one of the waves comes and smashes into the hull and leaves a small gash in there it's not too bad, you're not taking on too much water but it is a clear maim in the ship lightning comes down and strikes right next to the boat the, uh, Sinead deftly steers it out of the way but right into a small whirlpool that had developed and the ship takes some damage from that as well you guys take four more damage on your ship. Which means the ship gets another dramatic wound. And it's sailing a little bit slower now. Because the... the Not the sheets. The, the sails are slightly damaged. But as you guys go through the storm. And closer to the world of the living. The storm dissipates. And your ship is still left in one... Well, in a few pieces. But mostly one big piece that is floating. Uh, it is almost sundown. And... You guys can now uh, start to see the island you left behind shrieking smaller and smaller into uh, the horizon behind you as you are almost in the middle of the ocean with no sight of land whatsoever. Anything you guys would like to do or talk about?
3: Uh, Arthur would like to see if there's any booze on the ship
0: um yeah roll for booze that's gonna be <laughs> i was gonna say wits but let's be honest that's resolve <laughs> so give me resolve <laughs> can i
2: help and look for booze
0: uh yeah so that's uh, gonna be man. roll uh yeah you can help him so roll your raises and add them to uh his um it's gonna be wit or not it's, so it's gonna be resolve notice plus and notice resolve? and yes and that's for both of you and neither, neither of you <clears> of <throat> you noticed so far so uh add those extra dice on there Sinead are you not getting it on there I guess you're underage Sinead aren't you like five
1: well (laughs) she's 15 thank you very much um (laughs) she she doesn't really give a shit about being underage but she knows that someone has to sail the ship without without (laughs) being under the influence so uh she's she's gonna continue sailing the ship and being the responsible one for a change (laughs)
0: R- remind me to give you an extra raise at some point for being a good uh, designated driver. <laughs> um, which is a good plan for all of you guys when you're out drinking. Make sure you're safe.
1: Oh, I ha- I already had an extra raise. I forgot to use it on the last one, but whatever. Uh, nice.
3: All right, what, what are so risks and consequences?
0: All right, so here's the thing. <laughs> the ship definitely undertook a lot of water. And instead of trying to get back to the world of living, you guys literally paused and go looking through the depths of the ship for alcohol, so there is a uh, small like foot and a half puddle or puddle like layer of water on the, uh, the storage area. And inside of it through that hole that was created earlier is a uh, vicious fish, which will actually try and bite you. <laughs> so um, you guys can get one raise to find the booze and grab it. But the fish is gonna bite you. Two raises to uh, grab to grab the booze, uh, to grab more booze, and then the fish is gonna bite you. Three to grab all the booze, and the fish will bite you. Or four, and to grab all the booze, and no one takes any damage from the fish. That's swimming in the bottom of your hole.
3: <laughs> okay, uh,
0: Arthur has three raises.
3: Um, uh-huh.
2: Q has two razors.
0: <laughs> okay, Q bank one for later. So, yeah. Arthur went and describe to me how you grab as much booze as you can carry <laughs> from a flooded hole in a sinking ship. Okay, so Arthur goes down the stairs below
3: deck and he sees the water and he his initial reaction is, oh jeez, what a mess. Um, and so he he spots the is it a barrel of booze or is it multiple bottles or what are we looking at here?
0: Uh, there's like a crate, almost like a milk crate, but made of wood, of, um, of bottles. And then there's like a medium-sized barrel, like a keg.
3: Okay, so he sees the crate and the barrel. What he's going to do is, to avoid the fish, he's going to kind of hop from like container crate to container crate. Um, <laughs> like to avo- the floor is lava? <laughs> yes. He platforms, gaming terminology again, um, over to the crate... And he's going to to retrieve it, bring it to Q, and then he's just going to hoist the barrel and try to daintily walk with this giant barrel full of liquid back the way he came. Um, Although I suspect that he falls into the water since it's quite heavy and then just sprints the rest of the way and barely (laughs) misses the fish bite.
0: Oh, boy. Well, well done. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad that we at Seven C Guildmaids have our priorities here. Uh, in the barrel is a whole kegger of uh, of mead, and in the bottles are uh, it's mostly rum, and there's some brandy in there as well. Uh, there's also a small little uh, there's a small little cup of port.
3: <clears throat> I wonder who uh, left a singular cup of port in this crate full of bottled dips. alcohol.
0: So uh, do you guys partake? How much of it do you do you drink? I I have to know this for for future <laughs> for future reference.
3: Um, Arthur's gonna gonna snag a bottle of brandy and he's going to to drink from it. Um, it. It's just gonna be in his hand and he's gonna drink from it whenever he feels like, which is which is often since they're at sea and there's not much to do except we we'll look at the water, and hope that Sinead and uh, Giuseppe don't crash the ship. Not that I don't have faith. It's just that I don't have faith in myself, so I might as well be drunk.
2: <laughs> um, Q is going to try the port and then um, get to work on the rum and keep drinking and being sad because they miss Lady Arbol. And probably like drinking wistfully with their arm over the edge, like trying to like feel the water when they can, looking out over the horizon.
0: Oh, what a. What a good shot. Thinking of it. what
2: might have been.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, so the water bubbles a little bit and uh, becomes really warm. And then a little bit of light, a little bit of luminescence, uh, sort of circles around your fingers uh, as if somebody were holding your hand. <laughs> um Speaking of, of which... I don't suppose that the the drinking and the uh, the connection with Lady Arval has un- dislodged any memories within you of what you're supposed to do when you can't see any more land.
2: <clears throat> Hold on. <laughs>
1: uh. Didn't she give you something to put on your heart? I, I don't remember like what it good. was. Did I not
2: write this down? Uh.
3: I thought this was, like, a legitimate, like, sailing question. Like, what I tool do we use? I have
2: shell, right? Is the shell something I'm supposed to do with?
0: Uh, it, it is the shell. I had really suspected. I thought you would have uh, kept note of it. Yes, you have I a shell. I did.
2: I wrote the magic conch shell.
0: <laughs> it is the magic conch shell. <laughs> and that is all we How need dare to know. You question
2: my note-taking abilities? I
0: just <laughs> had to find it. All right. So you have the magic conch shell. Are you going to use it? You don't have to use it. <laughs> can, yeah, I'm
2: going to use it.
0: Uh, so you place it over your heart. Um, as The minute you do that, the light starts swirling around the boat. Uh, it starts growing and growing. It consumes the boat. Giuseppe was like, ah, because that's what he does. And suddenly the boat starts to lift out of the water, draining the uh, the water from the hole. You guys see this big ugly fish that has like 30 crooked rows of teeth, like plop out the side of it. Um, it goes, <laughs> it falls like 10 feet into the water below. As it raises in up into the water, the boat starts then to tip forward and forward and forward. I want to make sure nobody uh, falls in. So can we all please give me as the boat is. <laughs> doing a uh, doing a front flip basically can we all give me a resolve plus high speed carriage I guess that's ride why not resolve plus ride I hope you guys can ride things <laughs>
1: <clears throat> all right
0: um, anyone who wants to hang on is going to have to get at least a uh, is gonna to have to get at least two races
1: <clears throat> consequences?
0: Uh, if you get a if no, if you don't get any you're just gonna smack the water below and you'll still be with the rest of the ship but that's gonna hurt and you're gonna take a dramatic wound if you get at least one then you're not gonna hit the water you're gonna hit something else on the ship and you won't get damaged you'll just look really dumb If you give me a two you'll hang on just fine and if someone gives me a three you can either bank the third one or uh, you can do something you can do something really cool or catch a friend either one. Um, so we're going to start with uh, Arthur Arthur has four raises Alright, um, so you can bank one And then use the third to either bank or catch someone who falls uh, Sinead, how'd you do?
1: I got two exactly
0: Alright, you're hanging on, and Q?
1: Um, I got three
0: Alright, so um, do you guys like to do something really cool Or bank your extra raises for later You might need them uh, Arthur's too
3: focused on holding on to his bottle of brandy, so he's not trying to do anything flashy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and um, Q's been just drinking rum this whole time, so I think it just <laughs> makes sense that they're just, like, holding on with all they can. All right. Um,
1: Sinead uh, yes. calls from the, the steering wheel over to Q and says, Oi! what you do?
2: <laughs> I guess this would be kind of weird. The
1: problem
2: to bring us back to life with the conch. I say as um, my left hand has the conch kind of cl- uh, clutched to my chest and my right arm is looped around something to hold on with a bottle of rum in its hand. <laughs>
0: oh, that's if if I could draw a portrait of Q's character, that's it. <laughs> holding on to the namesake of a of a a ill uh, ill ill-begotten love and a bottle of rum (laughs) Um, as the ship keeps uh, tipping forward it goes completely perpendicular to the flat surface of the water below which is now mysteriously perfectly still as if all the wind has ceased and then it plunges straight downward Those of us out of the 7th Sea universe would think of it kind of like a submarine. Uh, Those in the 7th Sea universe think that you are dying. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Ships don't go underwater. Um, It's going like 30-something knots as it goes deeper and deeper into the depths. You all get really, really cold, but you all have no problem um, breathing. None of you have any problem breathing as you go deep into the water. Which is weird. Uh, all the light completely disappears as you're too, low, be- too far below the surface to have any sunlight. It's also getting dark outside anyway. And as you fall further and further and further into the depths, uh, you're surrounded by nothing but blackness and cold. As you all continue to hold on to the ship, it's becoming more and more difficult to tell which way is up and down and right and left, as you're suspended and water with no visibility.
3: I don't want to seem like a downer, but this seems like a step backwards, wouldn't you say, Q?
2: <laughs> this is progress. We were in the land of the dead. You know, when, when I make my portals, it's a very similar experience, actually, when you walk from one place to another. This is just a part of the process. Just be lucky there aren't evil monsters here trying to eat your sanity.
0: Is that something that happens in your portals?
2: I think so. We can talk about it later. But, like, oh yeah, it's like a God. thing when you bring people through the portals. It's like, do not open your eyes.
0: Jesus, you really risked it to press Lady Arball back there in the, in the four shadows. If uh, you uh, step back-
2: through a doorway and uh, you can't get to the other side, you're trapped in the walkway until something finds you. Oh. Jesus well, Christ. I will be drinking towards
3: that nonsense and hope that I forget what you just said.
0: So, <laughs> bottoms up. Uh, uh, I yeah, said,
3: who said that you blood could...
2: magic had a dark side. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Also, I said that you could breathe, which means I guess you could talk, of course. But I didn't say how are you gonna you gonna try and drink underwater. Um. Uh, you okay. know what? Go I don't, for it. I don't <laughs> want to
3: reveal the things that I have done when I have bored and have alcohol however i will tell you that it is technically possible
0: <laughs> is this rob or is this arthur he's trying to drink <laughs> under water before
3: um the correct answer is it is the alcohol talking it is the <laughs> alcohol
0: oh, some of really boring pool party rob uh,
2: all right i am
3: drinking I, in fact, have been drinking since I got home from work, so this is a little bit role play, a little bit real life, whatever.
0: <laughs> um, so this proverbial step backward as you are feeling more dead than you were before, to be honest, is indeed feeling like a step backward. There's no sight. There's no sound. There's nothing except for the sound of your voices, uh, mostly Arthur being worried about it getting drunk. You can hear Giuseppo whimpering uh, in the back, which is odd. Usually he has this tough exterior, but right now he's sort of whimpering. Until deep in, in deep into the water in front of you, or straight up, nobody can really tell, you can see the outline of the island at which you guys were uh, marooned before. On the top of the island, on a large, uh, large hill, you can see distantly the figure of Lady Arval. She grows larger and larger and larger until she is right in front of you guys. The island in the distance dissipates into, uh, into bubbles. And you can see that the light which, with, which has been allowing you to see these things is emanating from Lady Arval herself. She looks sad, sort of wistful perhaps, as she raises her hand and waves.
3: Uh, Q, I think you should make a move.
2: <laughs> I hit Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> she,
0: So she sees that and she like smirks and then she she looks at Sinead and is like, these two, am I right? Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sinead shakes her head back at her. <laughs>
0: And then uh, she winks at, at Q, and then um, explodes. And I don't mean like into light, like literally uh, explodes, as if you had a like a a cannon uh, fired into the water. And the ship then races forward again until you jut right out of the water and are now sitting on the surface of uh, of a different sunset with no island in sight. The, wa- the wind has picked back up again. The water is back to normal ocean with some small waves. The light of the sunset is doing just fine and not disappearing as you guys sink to your deaths anymore, <laughs> which is a welcome sign. And you can feel the last bits of warmth from it as you lie on the deck of your boat. Welcome back to the world of the living, everyone.
1: So, are we alive now? I think so.
0: There's a good way to tell. If one of you, like, takes out a knife and stabs the other... I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um.
1: <laughs> Don't say that. Sinead would do it.
2: I was going to
3: say,
0: Arthur can feel Sinead thinking about something sinister from
3: behind him, and he wasn't quite Only sure. Only one way to find
1: out. If
0: you, if you wanted to, like, just... S- S- S S- S- Sinead, if you wanted to just slug somebody, I will not give them uh, serious wound
1: damage. If you want uh, to see, if- yeah, she's gonna, um, she's gonna do that to Giuseppe because I imagine he's right next to her. she's, <laughs> okay. gonna, she's gonna punch Giuseppe. D- D- D-
0: does she look at Giuseppe just like, this like? Out yeah,
1: the- <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the way it looks, <laughs> she like kind of looks over to him for a second and then considers it and then just fucking does it, fucking slugs him right <laughs> in the face.
0: Uh, so Police- Giuseppe's like, oh. Hey, what the hell was that for? It hurts! It hurts! And then he's like, "Wait a minute! It hurts! I'm alive! I'm pretty sure we could feel pain earlier, but it's okay."
2: Yeah, I was thinking um. I literally cut my <laughs> hand open. I don't know why we're uh. when we're doing violence. I think I think we're alive though. I feel uh, like you're, welcome. Different. <laughs> you're welcome. You're uh,
0: welcome. All of you wounds are still there though. Um, they carried over from the world from the world of the dead. Speaking of the world of the dead, each one of you, if you uh, notice there is a, uh, if you look at your left hand, there is a black spot which has uh, grown into the palm of your hand. It looks like a tattoo. In fact, uh, if you didn't know better, it would be a tattoo and it is permanently seared in ink into your hand. First off, everybody take one uh, wound. Not dramatic, just one wound. Um, it's, well, it's proportional to how big your hands are, but I would say it's about, um, probably about a third of the surface area of your palm, however big that is. Like Sinead, that's like, what, an inch? But <laughs> Arthur, that might be like two inches in diameter.
3: Oh, great. We got a big bloody mole in our hands now.
0: As you guys are now floating in the world of the living, lost at sea with no sight of land anywhere, um, how would you guys like to try, to try and navigate your way uh, to a new place?
1: Um, I think both <clears throat> both Arthur and Sinead have direction sense. So uh, would that come into play here?
0: It would indeed come into play here. You guys Ooh, also yes, might have some sense. tools.
1: Especially since Sinead's uh, captaining the ship right now.
0: That is true. Um, so, would you like to... Hold up. Do you have to do anything to activate your direction sense? Is it like a hero point? No, it, it, it's, it's
1: just it's just an advantage thing. As long as you have some point of reference, you are never lost. Well, we might not have any point of reference, so <laughs> okay, <laughs> that might you, not be.
0: <laughs> actually, you have... Okay, that, I didn't know at that point. Yes, you have no point of reference at all. But, but there is a way you could have a point of reference if you guys can figure it out
1: the sun she looks up at the sun does that help
0: uh, the sun has dipped below the horizon at this point uh
2: q will point out the constellations
0: hey well done you guys have the constellations so um there is a point of reference in direction Um I will count that as direction sense. So As long as you have a point of reference, you're never lost. Uh, this is not the same as knowing exactly where you are, but if you're knocked unconscious and wake up in a dungeon or on a ship, uh, you don't necessarily have any idea what city you're in, but if you manage to escape your cell, you would never get turned around in the winding tunnels that make up the dungeon is the actual definition. Um, so it applies pretty well here as long as you guys have the stars and uh, Sinead's ability to... Um, uh, to, to sail You guys will be find a way back home Now it is your guys' choice Which country you would want to go to You have all of the uh, All of the map at your disposal um, Obviously there is A major quest point uh, Up in um, Up in Vodachi uh, You may not want to go straight there just yet You guys can decide where you'd like to go um, Which country will you guys be visiting
1: Hey Drunkards where are we going?
2: <laughs> I'm not so drunk. I'm perfectly fine.
3: That's so drunker to you. Oh, that's Scottish. <laughs> that's Scottish. Arthur's <laughs> so uh, drunk he doesn't remember which country he's from. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's a blooper. <clears throat> <All right.
0: laughs>
2: You know, when I decided to do a really shitty accent, I thought I was going to take Brennan's spot as a new accent every session.
0: <laughs> no,
2: no, 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 no.
3: We're we're only leaving this in for the lols. Okay. Um, I don't even remember what he was going to say, so he's just going to start snoring on the deck.
1: Real helpful. Both of you are.
2: Well, it seems to me we should probably get to whatever country we can keep that war from happening. Right. I look at Giuseppo.
0: Uh, Giuseppo, uh, looks up at the stars and looks at you guys as the stars are coming out and says, it would not be easy for me to to return home, but, uh, I guess we could go straight there. Now, by judging by the stars, my, my father made sure I was well-educated and good at navigating and I now that I have the stars to guide me I think I can tell where we are and Vidachi's a long ways it looks like we're just south of uh, Montaigne we could go there and stock up on supplies since we have nothing but a kegger and some rum (laughs) Uh, and whatever we can fish out of the sea Uh, we can go further east to Castile or we can go straight to Vidachi. Um, but I'm not quite sure if we can sail halfway across the world in this thing with no supplies. Mm.
1: Hmm? Supplies sounds good to me.
0: All uh, right. Um, you can also reach the port of Aizen, which is right between uh, Montaigne and Castile, if you wanted to go there. So where would you guys uh, like to make a port? Um, think about the advantages and disadvantages of each. Um, native speakers, uh, less dangerous sailing, most likely be picked up by pirates. Also, a quicker journey there, which means you'll collect fewer dramatic wounds there. Uh, The more times you stop, the more likely you'll get into trouble. So Arthur
3: comes out a little bit of his drunken sleep and starts – he's still on the deck of the ship. He hasn't moved. He's still laying down with the bottle of brandy. Um, And he says, oh, yes, I I remember there is this one girl from Montaigne. Oh, this must have been – I guess 10 years ago i was still in my adolescence real pistol of a woman dastardly girl with a sword oh i would love to go back to montaigne q q you you speak the language we should you, take show us around montaigne q you know
0: oh
2: oh hmm i uh
0: you guys can also vote. I'll take that as a yes. Vote. Set sail for Montaigne, <laughs> Princess uh, Sinead. You, Princess of the, the Wild Sinead. Take as us Captain, to Montaigne. You, you can will you? obey That's him, right. or you can offer a vote. <laughs> what are you gonna do, Sinead? It's up to you.
1: She's gonna. She's gonna look over at Q, and she says, It's your home? You alright with heading back there?" Uh,
2: yes, it's it's fine. And it's probably a good idea. It's been a little bit of time. Um, But it's probably, like, the best choice.
1: All right, sounds good. She's gonna set sail for Montaigne. Hi everyone, happy Wednesday. You're halfway through the week and that's super great. I'm super proud of you. Uh, Let's do announcements. Shout out to Rob for editing this week's episode. I'm kind of in the middle of a move, so I appreciate all the help I can get. Yeah. Second shout out goes to Will Savino once again for providing the music for this episode. The links to his Patreon and the song titles will be in the description. You can find our socials at Guildfellows on Twitter and Instagram. You can find our merch at merch.guildfellows.com and our Patreon is at patreon.com guildfellows. The link to join our Discord server is in the description. We're doing fun new things every week, all the time, so uh, come join us. It's it's a a romp and a half. (laughs) Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser so we can grow and be seen by more people like you. The next episode will be out next week on July 29th. We hope you're having a good time with this campaign because we're having an absolute blast recording it. So thank you all so much and I will see you next time. Have I told you guys about Anchor? If you haven't heard about it, let me explain. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free app that you can find in your phone's app store. It gives you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or your computer. Let it be known that you don't need a professional setup to start a podcast. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and tons of other platforms. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for our podcasts, and as the one who edits and posts our episodes, it honestly makes my job so much easier. I really and truly love it. If you're looking to start your own podcast, I highly recommend using Anchor to do so. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
0: All right, so uh, Montaigne is the closest to you guys, so you don't have to risk any sailing checks to get there because you are so close. Uh, which means, although your ship is heavily damaged, you will not sink on the way there. Um, <clears throat> you also will not have to worry about running into pirates. Uh, however, um, you will not be able to go straight to Vidachi uh, from here as as easily. Um, so, there might be a rougher sea. Uh, it might be a rougher time at sea ahead, uh, unless you decide to go on foot, which you can, but that would take a very 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 long time. Um, also, it's fun either way. Uh, so you guys are going on your way to Montaigne. Uh, it's a beautiful night outside. The stars are they're sparkling up in the sky. Uh, Q, do you still have the conch shell of destiny?
2: Of course, obviously.
0: <laughs> um, it turns into water and slips through your fingers. Mm. Okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, you Uh, Despite being on the ocean, you unfortunately feel no connection with Lady Arbal or the island anymore. Um, It's a land of another world of which you are no longer in. Okay. (laughs) Um, Sinead uh, Giuseppo is looking a little worried at the fact that he's got some hard decisions ahead. Arthur Winterflaggen is drunk and dreaming about a girl from Montaigne. And um, it looks like Q is thinking about uh, their lost love of another world. Uh, you have enough time before you reach Montaigne to speak to one of them about what troubles them slash wake them up. Arthur, uh, which do you decide to go?
1: I'm going to talk to Giuseppo
0: all right <clears throat> Ooh, that's gonna it's gonna be some fun implications later on so you go up to giuseppo and he's looking out over the ocean there's not much to see there's the light from the lantern in the boat which gives you some visibility but for the most part he's just looking out over the blackness um, you can see all the stars in the sky which means there can't be any clouds uh, but even the light from the moon and the stars and the lantern it looks like he's staring at nothing in particular
1: Um, so she goes up to him, doesn't really give him a chance to say anything. And, uh, she says, so I know that you got a lot on your plate, but I, you need to be helpful when we get to this country because like it or not, we're a team now and we need to get through whatever's coming together.
0: He, he looks at it and goes, uh, I don't know. Uh, can, you, can you just imagine it from my perspective for a second? It's an entire country of war because of me, and I, if I do the wrong thing, hundreds of thousands of people could die.
1: Well, if you just sit here and mope, nothing's going to get better. You're going to have to do something about it. going to have to make the right choice, whatever that may be.
0: Why well, couldn't it have been your choice? Why did it have to be me?
1: I don't have the answer to that, but I just know it is how it is.
0: All right. Um, so you are going to roll me Panache plus convince check. Um, if you can roll a, if you roll a zero, he's going to get even more upset, feeling that um, you're only skin deep, not truly uh, trying to talk to him, make anything better. Um, if you roll a one, he's going to feel the same way, but it won't have not enough to have any negative consequences for this campaign if you roll if you can give me at least two raises he will think you're being sincere um but not uh he will not be moved by your words if you can give me at least three raises um you don't suffer any of the negative consequences again um and it might help with the bonus later on if you can give me at least four raises on this one then uh, the next time uh, the next time Giuseppe has to do something difficult uh, emotionally for him he will get an extra raise uh, for what he does because of the pep talk you gave him
1: alright I don't have uh, this is not my, my strongest suit but we'll, we'll give it a try oh ok that's not bad 13 plus ok so that's 2 raises
0: All right, you get two raises, uh, no change.
2: (laughs) I thought
1: one Uh, was no change.
0: uh, Wait, what did I say two was? (laughs)
3: Shoot. I thought two was something
2: along the lines of like, he would consider it wouldn't necessarily change your mind, but wouldn't write you off kind of vibe. Because three was the one where it would give you a bonus later on.
0: All right, so you get those two raises. He will... Uh, consider what you have to say, and it might help you with something later on. Although it seems unlikely, you did not hurt him in any way, and it will not drastically affect this campaign in any negative ways. Uh, so, way to pull off the C plus on that one. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> the barely passing, yeah.
3: Hey, man, Cs get degrees. Let's not let's not be too judgmental here.
0: <laughs> That's this whole this whole game <laughs> is barely
3: passing um this whole game is dope as hell don't you undersell uh <laughs> john wick like that he spent a lot of time I, on this I, game
0: i i meant in the sense that like the way the game's structured it seems like it's about like just getting by by the skin of your teeth by having like raises instead of like nat 1s and nat 20s that's
3: how keanu um, wanted it
0: <laughs> that's that's uh, a good thing Rob. I swear. Uh, I'm just giving you a hard time. You know Keep it's going. It's okay. <laughs> uh, man, I'd like to meet John Wick one day see what he see what he, sa- what he has to say about the way we play this game. Um, so you give your pep talk to Giuseppo as the night goes on and then you take your place back at the, the sailing positions since you were uh, you elected to become the captain for this particular. Uh, sailing adventure as you make your way further into the ocean you see the distant 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 uh, light of a port of what you assume to be Montaigne, unless you guys failed at navigating which you didn't and it is almost morning Arthur presumably is still uh, fast asleep Q you can see (laughs) thanks buddy uh, sorry you <laughs> you can see you <laughs> you can see the distant uh the distant site of your homeland giuseppo has steeled himself off for what is to come and Sinead, your job is to guide it into the port uh, anything you'd like to do before you set foot on dry continental land for the first time in the story All right. We're going to take that as a no. <laughs> you guys pull up <laughs> into port with a drunk Avalon night. <laughs> yeah, I just want
2: to point out that, like, uh, Q and Arthur have probably been drinking at about the same pace this entire time, but <laughs> Q just happens to be handling it, like, ridiculously well. Like, never more than, like, slightly <laughs> buzzed or tipsy.
0: There, There is definitely okay, a trait for that. Okay.
3: Okay. So here's the thing Arthur did not sleep at all. He was trekking through a jungle the night before and then fought a kraken. And then the next thing he did was find liquor. So you try to stay awake through all that. Q.
1: Well, that sounds like a personal problem. It is
3: a personal um, problem. He's got personal problems. He's a man
2: and is I am human. having relationship issues right now, okay? Um, Thank you. I'm so Thank sorry you.
3: You. you got to finagle your way into the drawers of a magical death queen. I apologize profusely. I don't know. He's not even awake for this conversation, so I don't know who. I was like, I'm a not a character. <laughs>
2: uh, it's not my fault you didn't take your points and specifically put them into the the able drinker category <laughs> i thought i was about to say involved, yeah to i knew A <laughs> oh, you, so you have the
0: able able drinker trait yep it, it, okay so uh q th- this is correct q has no problems whatsoever <laughs> oh uh, man i'm sure i'm gonna hear is, about this I from love...
3: sinead and q in about one session <laughs> from now
0: i i love how john wick uh included able drinker (laughs) into this like Mm -hmm. he seems to know a lot about the way people play rpgs (laughs) yeah he's the Um, chosen
3: one of course he would make this game great
2: yeah just wait till i challenge you to a drinking contest (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you, yeah, so you don't have to tell. Q does not have to tell anybody about uh their traits. So you don't. You decide not to tell Arthur that you're have you're an able drinker for whatever reason.
2: No, of course not. I'm just like yeah, I'm just good at holding <laughs> liquor. It's like whatever. It's no big deal. <laughs> it's no big deal. I and love Arthur it. Arthur
3: respects uh. that, even if he does feel inadequate.
0: <laughs> good. Uh, I also I love how. Another trait you can have is called large and you're just big <laughs> 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 uh, cast iron stomach is also on here man this is these are fun anyway <clears throat> so you guys make port in the morning um it is finally dawn after you've returned from the land of the dead you guys dock the boat uh, and a man dressed in uh, the Native Clothing of Montaigne comes up and asks you for, uh, asks you for the docking fee, which is uh, one gold. I cover it. All right. Um, so you guys all make your way into the port. Uh, Montaigne, not Montaigne, Q, uh, is there any reason anybody here in your hometown would recognize you?
2: Um, if we're in my hometown, probably I am trying to keep a... Hmm? (laughs) Oh, it sounded like you were saying something.
0: Oh, no, so I was going to say, it's more of your home country, not your hometown, I should say. My
2: home country? Um, I'm not wearing clothes that would be recognizable. Um, I don't have anything like my family's crest on it right now. I am trying to keep a low profile at the moment. So, hopefully not.
0: You guys literally died and then drowned and are bleeding you guys are visibly back from the land of the dead like it's pretty obvious you guys saw some rough times if you're trying to keep a low profile then i'm going to need q to roll uh let's make that let's make that wits plus hide if you, get a, if you can get at least the consequences of this one is if you get a zero, uh, people are going to recognize you and your family if you can give me at least one, you can avoid that happening, but at least one person will recognize you and your family two raises will prevent those consequences of, from happening and if you can give a third raise then um, you're going to have an extra raise the next time you have to do a, a check to blend in with people Because you're really, really good at blending in with people for some reason.
2: (laughs) Uh, Right. Um, Okay, so I still have those two raises I banked from earlier, but I also got an additional two, so I will just spend these two. All right.
0: Uh, So nobody recognizes Q. Q is completely invisible in terms of their family history and their identity. Q and the rest of their gang is just... Uh, a pile of castaways he washed up on the boat. So now that you are back uh, on land, you can see the beautiful land of uh, Montaigne. It is colorful and filled with the arts. There's some music playing. There's wine flowing. It's flamboyant. It's beautiful. It's also still a port to town. It's still uh, on the shores of the ocean. So it's not like a ballroom or anything. But you can very clearly tell that this is a place of style and of high culture. Uh, You guys, of course, don't fit completely well within that, uh, given the fact uh, that you guys are dressed in tatters. (laughs) Um, But the good news is there are places where you guys can fix that up. There's inns you can stay at. It looks like there's a place that you could actually... Um, get patched up if you wanted to for a very high price you guys can change your wardrobe you can do anything in town it has everything that a typical town would have to offer Um, this of course will come at different prices and also the possibility of being recognized Um, or you can go straight to a place of rest and spend the evening and we can relieve a wound or two uh, or you can go to a tavern and look for trouble. It is entirely up to you guys what you decide to do next. Um, notice you will each only be allowed to go to one place, and wherever you go cannot be undone, so choose wisely.
2: Um, can I have a, you run through something for me really quick? Absolutely. How exactly does money and wealth work here? Because I know it's not like we have a running tally of like specific costs, if that makes sense. Right? Yes.
0: Um, you guys' wealth is like. I'm going to read the exact quote. Uh, a hero can always afford the basic necessities to live if they are available. A um, hero's ability to spend money to acquire things uh, he wants is represented by his wealth. Unless you have a way to start, start play with wealth points, your wealth points begin uh, at zero <laughs> every session. okay um i forgot about that i thought it carried over (laughs) okay so um i will say there is you guys can loot the ship for for some cash to see if you can find it
1: yeah that's what i'm gonna do
0: okay so each of you gets to start with one wealth point uh which can be used for one service or good at within reason uh at anywhere in the town Um, If there's a specific type of establishment you'd like to go to, please let me know and I'll let you know if it's there. Uh, We're going to start first with uh, Arthur. Okay,
3: so Arthur has at this point sobered up enough where he is no longer lapsing in and out of sleep or uh, rude drunken comments and he's quite embarrassed about everything that's uh, happened while he's been drunk but he quite enjoyed it so he doesn't really care that much. Um, So to give you an idea of the necessary gear that arthur carries around as a knight so he has um an arming sword which is a a short one-handed sword and that is in good condition he has leather gloves leather blue leather boots um and a thick leather uh, arm guard for shooting his bow and the bow and arrows and the uh leather boots and uh leather guard bracer Um, are all in good condition. However, his shirt and his pants um, are quite worn and waterlogged and uh, very uncomfortable. So he would like to, if he could, um, find a way to um, either replace those, but barring the expense of not being able to replace them and find lodging, would prefer lodging and then just drying the tattered clothes. Um, although he does care about his appearance since he is a knight and a representative of Avalon. So I think his vote would be to find a tailor as uh, soon as possible.
0: All right. The good news is uh, Giuseppo also has a wealth point, so he can spend it on lodging if um, you guys spend all your wealth points on something else. Um, but you go straight to the tailor. Uh you find uh, a Montaigne Taylor looks slightly different than one of Avalon. It is definitely the done inventor, in the the, <laughs> the most tremendous of style. There's actually a, there's a famous quote about um, about Montaigne in a sense of fashion. It's uh, let me find. I was trying to look for it. Hold up, this is really cool for Lord Building. Everyone, bear with me for a second. Uh, let me flip through this PDF. I'm going to print off a paper PDF <laughs> because it would be so much faster. Oh, uh, God. This is going to be a lot of bloopers reels. Here it is. <clears throat> um, Arthur, as you approach the tailor, you will notice that uh, it's uh, much more flamboyant, as Q said better uh you're reminded of the old saying of montaigne which is montaigne is like a grand old dame if she decides on a whim to wear an antique hat to a party she sets fashion back 100 years in other words this is where the trends are set Uh, montaigne as an educated man you would know is definitely a very powerful nation it's one of the largest ones and this is where uh, the culture of Thea comes from. This is where uh, things are going to be when you want to experience the newest thing and the coolest thing. And therefore, when you walk into the tailor, uh, the tailor shop, it looks drastically different <laughs> than what you would expect. There are no knight's clothing from Avalon.
3: <laughs> okay, so Arthur needs to replace... Um, so he before he was uh dead and then attacked by a giant squid and then thrust underwater through a magical portal or whatever he was drunk for most of it he doesn't understand how he got from point a to point b but before he was thrust rudely into the ocean's heart he was wearing a purple shirt under his knight's leather and um also some just basic trousers um that were although high quality not very flashy and so i think he's quite off guard at the fashion in Montaigne, and is somewhat considering just roughing it in the clothes he has, and not trying to dress himself in the oddities of Montaigne, which to his English senses seem a bit gaudy, but he does not judge, but he is not a man of court either, he is a man that shows up for duty, and for justice, and for killing things with a bow. And is not really attracted to the niceties of courtly attire. So I, unless you can describe to me a basic shirt and trousers combo, um, he is a little bit out of his element.
0: Um, the tailor takes notice of you, and uh, he's a very thin man, very slight, with uh, sort of poofy brown hair and bright and uh big round glasses very thick and uh i can't do a french accent yet so i'm gonna you say in the normal voice <laughs> i i've been i swear um i tried i figured you guys would probably want to go to montaigne so i tried to learn a french accent and i couldn't so hopefully it'll get better as it goes on but to begin he goes can i help you sir um
3: Okay, I need to make a roleplay decision very quickly. I don't think Arthur speaks fluently, at least, the language of Montaigne. I would assume
0: not. <laughs>
3: um, so I think he's going to do... Um, so I think Arthur, feeling very embarrassed, is not going to stoop to speaking his native language in a foreign country. So as not insult the local inhabitants... So I think he is going to uh, stretch out his arms, show the tears in his clothing, and gesture at his shirt, and also produce his bag of money, and kind of shrug, (laughs) as if saying, Hey, I need a shirt and trousers, and I have coin to pay it, and I'm sorry that I'm ignorant and can't speak your language. (laughs) Whoopsie-daisy.
0: So... (laughs) <laughs> you roleplayed that well enough. I'm not even gonna make a roll for it. The shopkeep uh, gets every word you you gesture right down to the whoopsie daisy, and he goes and grabs. Uh, he also observes that you clearly from Avalon, so he grabs like the most basic, to him, <laughs> dumb looking, boring sugar. <laughs>
2: <been> profiled, son.
0: <laughs> and he gives you um, slightly frilly, but also very practical. Uh, purple, and, uh, purple shirt and trousers uh, to wear in exchange for all of your wealth points. All one of them.
3: Arthur does not speak Montaigne, and so he, uh, after making the purchase, he bows very deeply and uh, goes to find his friends afterwards.
0: All right, and uh, Arthur leaves the shop content with himself. You guys made it back into the world of living, and obviously the first thing you did was buy some new duds. We are going to pick back up with our dear, dear, sweet, angry Sinead when we come back, and that's the end of the session.
4: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with Replacement Screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screens